Welcome back to For Whom the Bell Trolls. This is Jolly. And me. And me. Yeah, that's our very own Wolfie. It's me. You guys should know who I am by now. I mean, let's just be realistic with ourselves. I'm kind of like the main attraction here, so. That beautiful, salted, grumble <clears throat> voice you got. Well, it's this deep, sultry voice and also these magnificent locks. Yeah, don't let him confuse you. I just upped his bass. Ha ha, ha ha. You know, it's really not funny when you make fun of people speaking. <laughs> I hear from you. I sound like Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean is a respected member of the international community. You wear yeah. that with pride, young man. Bro, All right, I'm Wolf. Right. We're back to uh, video games today. Yeah. It's Friday. Oh, it's Friday. We are ready to go. I'm not going to apologize for that rant in the beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah that's pretty good. Is. Yeah, so, we're talking about the 80s. Yeah, which we were all technically born in but so late it didn't matter yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so i mean uh, well i had an nes for way longer than i probably should have yeah so. i had a basic nintendo until probably 2006 yeah yeah. yeah yeah well luckily i had an older sibling so he was a I part of too. that I had a mom who discovered Super Nintendo in the mid-90s, so she gave me her original Nintendo. Hey, I'm just saying, he was born right around the same time that the industry collapsed, so I blame it on him. Oh, uh, so yeah. he, there are older siblings, because I'm pretty sure all of our siblings, older siblings, were born, like, the same time. Within a year of each other, yeah. 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 So they're the reason that the video game industry collapsed, and we're the reason that it came back to life. That's oh, all yeah. I'm saying. Uh, pretty much, man. I still got my red overalls and flower power going. That was the 60s, buddy, not the 80s. Oh, yeah, my bad. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, we're not going to talk Time about travel. We're not saying we're the reason the video game industry picked back up, but we're not not saying we're not the reason yeah, it didn't exactly. pick back up. Yeah, so the 80s were really inventable. Inventable. <laughs> eventful? I, yeah, eventful. Yeah. That's um, going to be one of these podcasts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm still in the 60s, apparently. No. <clears throat> right on, man. Right on. No. Um, 80s gaming, man. That's pretty much where it all started for us and the generations that followed us. Like, all the groundwork that was laid in the 1980s is the reason we're here today. So, yeah. I mean, we should celebrate appropriately, especially yeah. coming into the holiday season. Like, Let's yeah. give them their due, man. Let's talk yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it started off pretty scary in the 80s because you had the fall of Atari, the collapse of the industry, mm -hmm. which it's not just tailored to one game or another. A lot of it had to deal with the fact that there was just... The industry was wild, and everybody was making a console. Everybody was doing something, and... There was just there was no control to it and it just they overloaded the market yeah a big problem with that was that somebody made a, a video game and then a bunch of other companies were like oh we want free money too and then they flooded the market because we're oh you've heard horror stories from developers you know even more recently you know crunch times are a really big thing we've talked about it several times yeah you don't understand what crunch times were in the 80s and in the 90s especially around the atari in the early 80s what killed the industry like we're talking about companies that today have an average development cycle of three to five years we're talking about companies that were making new games every three months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was no quality control. There was nothing. It was mass quantities. Makes it make as much money as you can as fast as possible. And that's all that they cared about. And that's why yeah. the industry died. Programmers yeah. and cocaine, man, they can accomplish a lot, but yeah. eventually it's going to collapse. Yeah. yeah. Eventually you got to grow up. Yeah. I turned yeah. thirteen and I'm better now. Yeah, and you you You're might 13. have some of your favorites from. I was once this time period. But I'm going to go ahead and throw mine out there since we're talking about the collapse. The game, and the, mind you, this isn't my favorite because, like, it was a good game. And that's E.T. I think E.T. is extremely important to the industry. All right, and this is not, this is seriously not a troll. Okay, I just want to let all of you know. It, E.T. taught you a lot as a game designer. Mm-hmm. Because, first of all, there's, like, 
I don't even know what the story is of that game. Had I not watched the movie, I wouldn't even know what E.T. is. Um, the development cycle is way too short. You have one guy rushing through it the entire time. There was just nothing given to that game. So the influence from that is, this is the best example you have of this is why we have the standards that we have today. Yeah. Like that without a game like that, I mean, this is a game that's accused of the fall of the industry. I mean, it was the final nail in the coffin anyway. No, yeah, the ship the ship was sinking way before. I was that. Just saying it's never just one thing that causes it, but sometimes it's one thing that really just oh, puts yeah. the bullet You've burn. heard the phrase the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. You've heard the final nail in the coffin. Like, there's analogies in the English language for a reason for situations like that. It wasn't entirely E.T.'s fault, but they were the final herald that tipped the mountain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and to this day, most game designers understand that game. They they know that game, were taught about that game, and that's why. Because this is the most well-known failure and if you don't understand why it failed and not just, oh, well, it had terrible sales and it was a short dev time, there was so much more to it. And that's why for me, I choose it as like the most influential part of the 80s. Because without it, I don't think we have, I don't think we take that step back. You know, because then it's just, well, the industry fell apart and we don't know why. And we probably wouldn't have made it to what it is today. This man just sat here in front of God and everybody and is defending E.T. <clears throat> and he said that it's not a troll. Yeah. That he feels like E.T. was probably the most influential. And you know what? As much as I hate him, I'm never going to admit that he was right. But, you know, I heard somebody mention recently that E.T. was actually not all that bad of a game. It taught some valuable lessons. And yeah. that person was really smart. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't anybody here in this room, but yeah. No. Yeah. it was it was, good. it was actually, you know, you could learn some yeah. lessons from it. And a lot of the industry did actually learn lessons from it. And like you said, that's why we have the standards and practices we have today. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Don't let it happen again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you move forward. Well, not even in that many years. And you have... Well, I think it was called the Famicom in Japan. Yeah, the family computer. Yeah. The Super Famicom. Yep. And, well, we know it as a Nintendo Entertainment System. They redid it. They brought it to the U.S. No one thought they were going to make it. I mean, the industry is falling apart, everything else. And all of a sudden, you have the these brothers that are plumbers that have just taken over the world i mean to this day no game has had that great of a release i mean there's games that sold more copies there's bigger franchises actually mm. but i mean 24 million copies yeah but you could put a picture of him in front of anybody who's never played a video game in their life and there's a 90 percent chance they still know exactly who he is yeah well, mario is also responsible for probably the greatest statistic i've ever heard about that relates to video gaming <clears throat> hear me out on this the very first Goomba yeah. is the most deadly enemy in video game history and that argument was made predicated entirely on the fact that between people who had never played a video game before or you know kids or people that didn't know what they were doing period they were still learning the game they were never touched one before any of that stuff all of the lack of knowledge led to the very first Goomba in Mario World killing more people than any other enemy in video game history has ever killed. Oh, dude, so that first Goomba, I'm sure if you deep dive into Reddit or something that somebody has named it at some point, it's like Jeffrey the Goomba or something. <laughs> sure, if yeah. it's not, it should be. Jeffrey the Goomba is great and I want my royalty check. I feel more like Gary Goomba. No, man, it's not got enough class. He's elegant. He's a great protagonist. I mean, he's kind of... Because when you realize it's Mario World, it's actually not about Mario. It's about the Goombas. Oh, yeah, man. But we're not going to get into any half-baked theories on this one. That's for another yeah. podcast. And we're definitely not going to talk about how all those blocks you destroyed were 
people. Soil um, it green is people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Mario, basically, the original Mario. Aside, yeah. All those bosses don't mean anything compared to one little mushroom. Person. Jeffrey the Goomba. That's all I'm saying. A tiny little scary. What are like, uh, Are they mushrooms? No. I'm not sure exactly. I always thought they were hamburgers when I was younger. Really? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So yeah. not. There's the only a reason one. you got LASIK. All right. Um, <laughs> and that brings me actually to a, a good question that I have. I feel like it's good video game trivia in a sense because I've heard it said a lot of different ways. I want to hear your interpretations of the word. So we have the Nintendo Entertainment System was the first one that we got stateside, and everybody usually colloquially refers to it as the NES. What do you refer to the Super Nintendo as? Super Nintendo. Yeah, you just said it. Yeah, Super Nintendo or the SNES. Yeah. I never used NES or SNES. At worst, I would say NES for the yeah. Nintendo Entertainment System. I understand that. I'm trying to figure out where the SNES came from for well, the Super a, Nintendo. It was the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah. But why but, call it the SNES? That's not good economy of words. Because super, that's almost more difficult than saying Super Nintendo. That's what I'm saying. I, and let's be honest here, especially in the place we came from when we grew up in the late 80s and early 90s, it doesn't matter what it was. Up until like the PlayStation 2, everything was just referred to as the Nintendo. Everything was Nintendo. <clears throat> all Pokemon were Pikachu. Every soft drink is Coke. Go yeah, that. see, that's North Florida in a nutshell. Yeah. We're weird. Yeah. Florida man's a thing for a reason. That's true. Oh, yeah, I just wanted to get that out of my, yeah. like, get that off my chest. Calm down. Oh, it's just the normalizer. You're, you're right. Yeah, fine. Hey, calm down, card. <laughs> so, I, I, we I might have accidentally <laughs> sat back on my uh, trap plate. No, I just thought V got an idea. I mean, he reacted to the <clears throat> It was kind of impressive. I'm not going to yeah. lie. All right, that's all I wanted out of that sidebar. Please go on with actual discussions. You too. Well, I mean, yeah, as you move through, there were. There were a lot of good games during that time period, too. I mean, you had Spy Hunter, which I spent hours on as a kid. And, uh, you know, um, you got Magic Darts, you got Shatterhand, you have Castlevania came out during that time period. I can't start talking about Castlevania. Yeah, it just... Mm. We don't have enough time for me to talk about Castlevania. Yeah. I was the unlucky one in that my mom owned an original Nintendo Entertainment System and three functional games. We had the whole suitcase full of games, you know, that didn't work. But she had Joust, Dig Dug, and Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh. Or, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it was Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, there we go. It was just, those were my only three real games for a long yeah. time. I got really attached to Dig Dug. Yeah. Joust was kind of the shit, I'm not going to lie. Joust was bad to the bone, I man. To I had a, a long standing rivalry on that. I get to be a fully armored knight and joust other knights on ostriches? I was going to say, yeah. Okay. The pterodactyls and stuff. Yeah, that's okay. My, my first rage game was uh, Donkey Kong Jr. That game... It was intense. I didn't play that till later, and I guess I lost the fine motor skills. Yeah, that game. No, was, no, see, I've explained this before. Okay, we got spoiled with twin sticks and everything else <laughs> as we got older. It's not that those games are significantly harder. Well, some of them actually were, and I'm talking about yeah. you, Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Some of those games were actually that hard, but a lot of them that when you try and go back and play, you literally don't have the same skill set. Your video gaming skills have evolved so much because of controlling a camera or having a stick to move instead of d-pad movement actually now come to think of it an associate of mine recently acquired an original nintendo entertainment system an associate truck cartload of uh, cartridges for it and me being the man that i am i went through each and every one of them cleaned them up cleaned up the system and made sure they worked i played castlevania was mike tyson's punch out on there i think it was yes mm -hmm. um yeah, there had to be 30 different games I had to sit there and play, and I realized I sucked at all of them. Oh, my God. Mike <laughs> Tyson's punch one out. of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, <clears throat> that's, that's a game I would like to go back and play, maybe, yeah. a little oh, bit. Uh, yeah, lots of Retro Bowl. Yeah. Ooh. You mean Tecmo Bowl? No, there's a Retro one, too. Was it before? No, it was, was after. Was it older? It was after. Well, then that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. It's Neo Retro. Like a bowl like yeah. a container or bowl yeah. like the game yes. of bowling. 
all of it. Oh, wow. That sounds genuinely terrible. Yeah. Of course you played it. <laughs> Tell us all about Bayou Billy while you're talking about the 80s. Uh, yeah, that's the whole reason why I wanted to do this. That's it's literally the only reason we're talking about this today. Hey, you're yeah, welcome you in gotta, advance. You gotta understand this game, and I think well, not a lot of people played it. No. Obviously. But this game was so advanced for its day. No one else. I all Out of all the games I played for Nintendo Entertainment System and the stuff that was around the 80s, this this game did so much in one game. Mm-hmm. You know, we've mentioned this before. It was a side-scrolling beat 'em up with you know all the jump kicks you could have. Because right. that's really all you had. Yeah, and it, fuck just crocodiles. Just forget about that. <laughs> you know, remember Pitfall? It's like yeah. Pitfall, but worse. Yeah, and then, oh, wait, hold on a second. You better plug in that zap gun because mm-hmm. now you got to shoot down a helicopter. Oh, and there's a driving section that's actually pretty good. And yeah, really there's a difficult. lot in the game, actually. I give him yeah. an unholy amount of shit about this game, but it was actually pretty good. It was pretty groundbreaking from what you could do. Oh, yeah. Straight up admit, never heard of it <clears throat> outside these two talking about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do a lot of prophesizing on here anyway. You know, we're spreading the good word to everybody we can. But uh, I think it's probably just me and you and about seven other people across the United States that have ever played Bayou Billy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what other people might have played? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That one I did play, I think. Dude, I, that, that was probably... Yeah. That game... Vague memories. I don't think I ever beat it. I would always get to the dam... Uh huh. I knew it was coming. To, yeah. yeah, where you have to disable the bombs. I never got past that. Yeah, the same number of people completed that that completed the turbo tunnel in Battletoads. Yeah. Which, by the way, slim yeah. to none. Yeah. Speedrunners, and that's it. Yeah. Which, by the way, the strategy of let everyone else die and keep Donatello because well, he's the best anyways. Uh, yeah, because he's purple and he uses a stick. Yeah, and staff your, weapons. Your microphone there. Yeah. Whoa, now. No. Well, Whoa. I'm talking about. Well, even even in that game, if you didn't have Donatello in that game, uh, uh, it was really difficult because you could poke through the floor and through walls. Yes. Yeah, you always had to take advantage of that. All right. That's how people that are terrible at games seem like they're good at them. Hey man, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah, I like cheese. Okay. <clears throat> Fair enough. Yeah. But, uh, no, nah, man, that's just, uh, the 80s were just a good time. Because, I mean, it was that resurgence of the industry. I mean, I, I joke around with the whole, the plumber that saved it, but that's really what it was. Well, a bunch of people yeah. had something to prove yeah. when they came back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and let's not forget, Final Fantasy got its start during that time period as well. On Nintendo, that one was unfortunately before me. Eighty-seven or eighty-eight? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it was towards the end, kind of yeah. like New Zelda and a few others. They they got towards the end. Listen, there. man, and you can argue and down to brass tacks all you want to, but when you look at the big picture, you kind of have to accept the fact that Nintendo essentially single-handedly saved the video game industry. We got Mario, we got Link, we got yeah. Donkey Kong. Yeah, I mean, we got. Simon Belmont, like we got the Castlevania games, we got Street Fighter. Yeah. Like Nintendo alongside with Capcom was one of their biggest like Capcom was as much as I hate them in recent years, they were a powerhouse. Yeah. Capcom's responsible for a lot of shit that we played. I remember about their stuff from the nineties. But you gotta really yeah, give it up. From the 80s, but they they wielded a lot. Yeah, you really gotta give it up for those companies that have stayed around since the eighties. Konami, Capcom, Nintendo, yeah. Square. Yeah, uh, Konami had some really good ones. Konami gave us not only Castlevania, but they also gave us Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. The original? Like old school? Yes. Like use the owl to open the gate kind of old yes, school? Yes, the owl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, we're talking about the 80s. We could talk entirely about cursed video game levels, and the dam was definitely one of them oh, for yeah. the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Well, let's also forget we had the like the <clears throat> top-down like 
flying games like 1942. Wasn't uh, Tiger Heli? I loved that game. <laughs> Midway 1942. Oh yeah, but I mean we're kind of stepping around the obvious elephant in the room, named well. It's such an iconic piece of the video gaming landscape that 30 years later, people were still making jokes about People still make references to it this day. Sonic the Hedgehog. Nope. Oh, dang. No, no, sorry. It's the Konami code. Oh, yeah. 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 Contra. Contra. That's right. Yeah. Started in Contra. It got yeah. to the point where ESPN's website would allow you to put in the Contra code <laughs> and it would change the background to rainbow sprinkles and unicorns. That's great. <laughs> no other cheat code from video gaming has ever been so necessary oh, because yeah. that game is stupidly hard. <laughs> no other game code has been so necessary and so well remembered. Yeah, but they put it in everything and half the time it didn't even help you or hurt you. Oh no, that was the only way you were beating Contra. Was I see, the yeah, but they put in like what? Like one of the, well, it a was, few of the Metroid games you put yeah. it in, it would like automatically kill you? Yeah, it was the Konami code. Yeah. It was, you know, prevalent in all of their other products after, you yeah. know, it got to be pretty well known. I mean, Metroid, come on, man. Oh. Oh, I never played, but like one of them. I played the shit out of Metroid Prime on my GameCube and I loved that game. It was the only part of that franchise that I ever really enjoyed. Super, Super Metroid? Probably. Considered one of the greatest games. Oh, I had a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The games that came out in the Nintendo were good. The games oh. that came out on the Super Nintendo were fucking legendary. Now there's something to remember. Next one. Yeah. Now there's something to remember from the 80s. Borrowing video games. Back when you could actually do that. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that lasted up until almost the 2000s. Almost, yeah, but it, yeah, it, it was huge because video games were freaking expensive back then. I mean, people think they're expensive now. Well, well I mean, the price really video. hasn't changed all that much. Gathered yeah. for inflation. Dude, well, the original, the original Nintendo Entertainment System was what, like three hundred dollars or something like that back then. Yeah, that was over a thousand dollars. Yeah, I have in no today's money recollection. It was absurdly expensive for the time. Not everyone could afford a bunch of games for it. So I, I remember no, that was I, fairly regularly throughout my family because several of my family members had those, but they'd all buy different games so they could swap the games back and forth. Yeah. No, I remember being a kid and going into Walmart and wanting to buy a brand new Super Nintendo game that was $30. And my parents looking at me like I absolutely lost my mind. They're like, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that was the crazy part. You can go to these different stores, which, you know, maybe some of our listeners would remember or some of them heard about them. And they're spoken about only in hushed whispers at this point. Oh, yeah, they're more legend and lore. Yeah. You know, we're talking about Blockbuster and Movie, movie Gallery. Gallery. Yeah, our, that was ours. Our, our personal favorite of ours, Art Park Video. <laughs> but, I don't know. We had one in the uh, we had one in the tiny, tiny little place that I grew up. It was Your called Hamlet. it was called the Red Barn. Yeah. yeah, but all these places not only could you rent the games, you could rent consoles. Yeah, yeah. and th that's like a lost art and strategy guides for the video games. Let's yeah, not get into strategy guides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we are coming up on a break, and. Uh, before we do that, well, I'd like for you to hit that like button and clobber. Clobber. That's a subscribe button and crush. <clears throat> crush. See, he's got the honeybee. That notification bell. And um, hopefully your ears didn't get, you know, plastered <laughs> by that uh, rock, paper, scissors contest to see who would clobber. I won. It's all yeah. that matters. So as you recover, go ahead and check our description. <laughs> While you're in recovery, please yeah. look at our yeah. other videos. Yeah. Go ahead and check our description. We have a Patreon link there if you want to support us directly. Don't forget, guys. That gives you a chance you can get your own For Whom the Bell Trolls t-shirt that's for Patreon subscribers. Yes. It's not something it to do with a different shirt. Yeah. Uh, you get access that to That way it. we know who you are. 
Yeah. And you get access to a Discord, which is also going to give you, uh, well, a nice little Wolfie song and dance. Um, it was actually kind of beautiful. Like, yeah. you really owe it to yourself. It, five bucks on Patreon. Yeah. Just, even if you only subscribe for one month, it's worth seeing. In the same <laughs> way a jumper victim is? Anyway, sorry. Yeah. And, well, I mean, we do have more, like, stuff to kind of edit it out due to time constraints or... You know, maybe we messed up on the audio or something. You know, that type of stuff is available for Discord. And you can talk to us. Uh, oh, not Discord. Patreon subscribers. And you can talk to us through Discord. You gain access to that. And that's something that gives you a direct handle on what we do here. Uh, you also got our Teespring store. You know, we have... I mean, we got Glitcher Feature. We have... We have the egg exactly shirt my favorite word um i have to come up one for v he's got multitude of them <clears throat> uh, but yeah i mean there's there's quite a bit in there i'm actually wearing r for whom the bold the bell trolls t-shirt that's what i get for talking <laughs> um, and it doesn't stop the in the least yeah and uh I mean, we also have some hoodies and sweatshirts in there. Starting to get cold. Why not warm up with a few trolls? Yeah, seriously, Florida. We're getting into that month of super temperature fluctuation yeah. where it's going to be really, really cold for like three days, and then go back to the nineties, yeah. and then be really, really cold again for like an hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's why we get so cold so easily. It's just you're hot and then cold. Yeah, it's, you know, the drastic change in temperatures, like being in the desert. Yeah, then yes, then you no. Know. Anyways. I knew you were um, going there. I wasn't even going to say it. <laughs> I wasn't going to stop him. Yeah, yeah, well, sometimes. But I'm a monster, fun. so. Yeah. Um, but also, inside the links below, we got NordVPN. Guys, it's really useful. We've gone over and over. I mean, just protecting your data, everything yeah. else comes with that. Watch Canadian and, Netflix if you want to, if that makes you happy. But just lock yeah. up your shit. Yeah, it's please a, it's for bit, the love of God. Yeah, it's a boot. Uh, it's a boot freedom. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it's a boot. It's a boot. <laughs> oh my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, there's also oh. the Audible man. It, it, we got the Audible uh, affiliate link in there as well. Thirty day free trial. You get two um, audio books. On top of that, so even if you don't continue, there's two books yeah, you can two free to. audiobooks. Even if you don't continue to pay for the service, you get to keep those two books. Yeah, and uh, it's a steal. Oh yeah, it's great. Um, and well, don't forget to also check out our Instagram. Um, I'm not on for it. whom, and uh, we occasionally throw some stuff on there, and also our Twitter at whom the four. Because I just want to trip you up. I mean, honestly, at this point, we don't, for branding purposes, we can't change it. Oh, yeah, no, no, let's, let's just be realistic. It has yeah. to be as ridiculous as yeah. possible. Yeah. You would be trolls if you weren't trolling your own you know, viewers. Yeah. Sometimes we troll by accident. It's true. So we're just going to leave you to it for now. And uh, when we come back from the break, uh, we're going to do a segment I just came up with. And... Uh, I'll let them know at the break, and we'll tell you about it when we come back. He literally just came up with this before we started filming. So it's going to be awesome, because yeah. I am a very fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants kind of individual. Yeah, we've we've done your trivia. So Yeah, and you know what perfection looks like. All right, everybody, yeah. we'll be right back. Welcome back to For Whom the Bell Trolls. It's still the loveliest Friday. And we're just now, well, we're in December, and I decided to bring a new, a new little segment. This is called Master Video Game Debaters. Uh, the whole idea behind it is I've given both contestants here, V and Wolfe, some questions, and uh, they're going to give me each an argument. They get initially two minutes apiece and then one minute rebuttal for each of them and then I based upon the argument 
I decide who wins each question. Each question is worth a single point. And well, if it comes down to the end and it's only two one, we're gonna finish it off with a bonus round that you can get two points off of. Oh, it's gonna be saucy. Yeah. And the uh, bonus round is a question they haven't seen, so we'll, we'll see how this goes. I've had literally no time to prepare for this. Are you ready, buddy? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. All right. Best of luck. You're going to need All right. Go. So, the first one is going to be, uh, you're going to get the first chance at this. No. <clears throat> oh, yeah. so we're just arbitrarily deciding who goes first. Well, I, I want to recount. This is Florida. It's it what we're good at. Beard. Goes by what? Order of beard. Yeah. Technically, I can pull my hair down long enough to be longer than your beard. Really? Yes. Yeah. All right, then. I still win. Yeah, okay. Well, I decide. No, no. Under charge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay, so here's the first <clears throat> question, B, and once I'm done, I'll... Uh, Whenever you're ready, you'll let me know. We must honorably adhere to the rules that we are making up on the spot. And we are actually making this up on the spot. It's going to be great. Yeah. Hey, if we do well, maybe it'll turn into its own spinoff series. Who knows? Franchising. Yeah, pretty much. So the first question <clears throat> is the best villain in a video game. So whenever you're so, ready, let me know. Best villain in a video game, period. Just any yeah. video game. Doesn't any matter. Video game. Okay. okay. Doesn't matter when or how, whatever. And well, V, once you start talking, I'll start the clock. Go ahead. Alright. I'm gonna go real basic on this one. I think the best video game villain, at least that I've ever seen. Is handsome Jack from Borderlands 2. The man was a riot. You you could not help but hate him for everything he did. I mean, he attempted to kill you right off the bat and made no compunctions that he wanted you dead. And every moment that you weren't dead, he just he futzed with everything. He made your life hell. And he did it with style. The whole time he knew he was the hero. Of course he wasn't. And then, right as it seems like you're getting one up on him, right as it seems like you're winning, he comes in with, like we've discussed before, that ultimate gut punch. Just bam, it hits you and kills one of the main characters in the game. And then from then on, you see this slow, like, steady march into madness for him. And that's got to be, that's got to be what makes him so great. It's not only did the, the, the voice actor, Damian Clark, I think it was, he did such a good job, and even his ad lib was incredible. But he just made you love to hate him. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all I need. Okay, well, you still got about forty seconds. If there's anything okay, else, if you feel like you got it, go for it. Even if he was dead, I think they brought him back for another <clears> video <throat> game, which just may be may or may not be cheating. I don't know. And he did just as good a job with the second one too. Even as like a random AI stuck in some dude's head, he was just as good. Like, came back and stole the show for a second time. That's, that's got to be a, the great hallmark of a villain. Yeah. Can't really think of anything else to say. Alrighty then. Alright, that was uh, cheap, zen, beautiful. I like it. All right. Man, a few words, but good points. Okay. <clears throat> okay, best video game villain. Whenever you're ready, we'll <clears throat> I just want to make sure that my beady eyes are pointing into the camera for this one. What's that over there? Action. Overwhelming dread. <sighs> okay. All right, so we're here to talk about best video game villain. <clears throat> and when you're talking about a best villain, you're talking about somebody that you love to hate. It's not just, you know, somebody that's flashy or does cool things or it's somebody that you can legitimately learn to hate. And no one in my video gaming enterprise, my career, my time spent behind the joysticks, no one has made me hate them more than Albert fucking Wesker. Oh. 
from Resident Evil 5 in particular. That's we're just going to talk about 5 for a second here. Okay. One, he's stylish as fuck. Okay. Look at those sunglasses that he wears in the dark. That and he can throw them. Don't help your opponent. <laughs> he throws his glasses in a cutscene to your character. Your character catches them and goes, "What sunglasses?" And by that time it's too late. He's punched him in the mouth. Okay, he's super fast, he's super strong. The part of the reason he wears the sunglasses is because his eyes are red now from his exposure to the T and G and progenitor and every other zombie virus that they've created in the game. He's got it all. He's got the looks. He's got incredible hand-to-hand -hand fighting skills with like the panther paw and the mustang kick. He has a special dash action that he can run really fast. Out of that dash, he can launch a knee cannon that you can use to go zombie bowling with if you're playing the mercenaries when you get to play as Wesker. It's awesome. He's got his own custom pistol, the Samurai Edge, which is when you do get it in the games is one of the better guns you can ever get your hands on. He's been hounding you since the very beginning you turn around, there's Wesker. You climb a tree, there's Wesker. You lift a rock, there's a spider. But Wesker's watching you, okay? This man is just the worst. He hounds you until the very end, period. He will not stop, he cannot be defeated, and he gives you these cheesy 80s bad guy, like action movie lines. All right. Oh, 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 God. Sound was supposed to be off. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Whenever you're ready, V, I'll give you your rebuttal. All right. It's very hard to argue with that point. The only way I will argue with that is to say that on top of all those things, it was really annoying that you could not stop him in any way, shape, form, or otherwise. That's it. I mean, it took knocking him into a volcano and hitting him with an RPG to stop him. Yeah, he is just such a bad-to-the-bone villain, but at the same time, almost annoyingly so. That's really the only thing I could say about that. Yeah. He's still got about 25 seconds, if you... Got one last little jab. Yeah, he had a jab right in your face. <laughs> Chris, Chris Redfield, the guy with the tree trunk arms, couldn't stop him. All right. Oh, yeah, I really can't do anything here. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Wolfe, whenever you're ready. All I have to say in rebuttal to that <clears throat> is that Albert Wesker has been a continuously reappearing villain. He is exceptionally hard to kill, and like he said, you do have to fire an RPG into his face in the final battle of that game, which takes place in a volcano, which is incredible on its own. Um, after you punch a boulder yeah, with Chris, true. which a lot of people laugh at, I think that was one of the greatest moments in gaming, but that aside, it's Albert Wesker. There's even rumors that he's returning in the next Resident Evil game. He's such a well-known name and such a well-known character that they do not want to give him up. Who the fuck is Handsome Jack and who cares? Okay, he showed up for one game. I'm talking about Albert Wesker, leader of the Stars team. Okay, that's all she needs to say. And um, <clears throat> one final parting line of wisdom from Albert Wesker from Resident Evil 5 is uh, seven minutes. Seven minutes is all the time I have to play with you. And that's it. Wesker for life. Handsome Jack ain't shit. Oh, well, you actually got all of that within the time frame. Kind of good. All right, so... Uh, well thought, sir. Yeah, I, uh, I think it's pretty obvious you won on that one. So uh, congratulations for the point, B. Um, <laughs> you earned it. Wait, what? No. Wait, what? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, that was Wolfface. So, I'll take that one. Yeah, so you, you get your win. So now it's time for you to kick us off with the next question. This mm -hmm. one, uh, uh, this one might get you to think a little bit. Okay, let's hear it. All right, this is the best franchise of all time in video games. Best video game franchise of all time. Yes. Whenever you're ready, I'll give you a minute to gather your thoughts. 
Either when you give me a motion or start talking, I'll uh, start it. All right, the clock has started. Fuck. Okay. Um, Ninja Gaiden. I'm going to go with Ninja Gaiden. Um, best video game franchise of all time because it was hard before you knew what hard was. All of you want to be tough guys on Reddit talking about get good scrubs. I play Dark Souls. Go play Ninja Gaiden Black and get back to me. <clears throat> I'll give you some time because I know you're not going to be able to beat it because it requires real skill. Um, it's an exceptionally hard franchise, and that's not just it. Not only is it difficult, but it's so much more rewarding when you overcome any of these obstacles. Even going back to the Nintendo and Super Nintendo iterations of the franchise, one of the most skillful things in video gaming, in the speedrunning community in particular, is Ninja Gaiden pacifist runs where they're not allowed to use their weapons at all except for to clear the stage bosses so you see a true monumental amount of technical skill required to actually be good at this game moving into later iterations in 3d specifically ninja gaiden black that game was so hard the development team themselves announced at a press conference that none of them were capable of beating the game on master ninja difficulty which was the highest difficulty that game also got a little bit out of hand because when it was easy <clears throat> in the earlier stages however you performed on each level set the difficulty for the next level so if you were really good for a while you'd start beating your own ass in the later game so you kind of had to learn to balance that one out you got swords you got nunchucks you got bow staffs you've got shurikens you've got windmill shurikens you've got flaming shurikens you've got actual ninjutsu you can shoot fireballs you can shoot water spouts this franchise has lasted since the Nintendo Entertainment System and still carries on strongly to this day. If that doesn't talk about how incredibly well put together it has been over the years, I don't know what will sway you either way. And that's it for my time. I can tell this man's been practicing in front of a mirror. <clears throat> no, I just remember how fast Koi used to have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, <clears throat> are you ready? Whenever you're ready, B. As soon as you start talking, I'll start it. Go ahead. All right. I know everyone here expects me to either say Fallout or Borderlands or Final Fantasy because I'm a massive fan of all three. But I'm going to say none of those things. I'm going to say the best franchise of video games ever is the Pokemon franchise. Fuck. One, it is accessible to absolutely any age group. I grew up with it. It was one of the very first video games I got on my own little handheld system. It is basically paper, rock, scissors with dogfighting. I don't condone dogfighting, but you know, you get the drift. It teaches you <laughs> certain life skills, like in the first generations where you learn to manage money really, really well. Two, the sliding difficulty on it is incredible because yes, it's not that hard to beat the game. Yes, it's not that hard to catch everyone, every Pokemon in it, as long as you have a link cable. But also you can make it incredibly difficult through things like, you know, the online battle system and things like that, playing against other players. Cause I've seen some of the crazy shit people come up with. It's insanity. You have untold numbers of games. They range from extraordinarily old ink and paper style play to modern 3D. You have Things that spawned like the Pokemon Go style of let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. And yeah, in all honesty, the, it's a phenomenon that literally anyone can enjoy, not just hardcore gamers. I think that's about it. Okay, you can see the rest of your. Okay. Well, uh, so first I'd like to open by saying, fuck. <clears throat> okay, so it is a really hard argument to go against Nintendo properties, especially Pokemon, because while Ninja Gaiden has been kind of a, a landmark franchise in gaming, Pokemon was an actual legitimate cultural phenomenon. That's a little hard to get about. The game that I enjoy so much and the game so many others have enjoyed 
and Ninja Gaiden is the innate difficulty that comes with it and as well as being, you know, the cool power fantasy of being a ninja and doing cool stuff. Whereas in Pokemon, it is more accessible to everyone, but it also has a higher level of play. So you can get your casual gaming as well as your hardcore gaming. But if you're wanting something that's sleek and beautiful and knowing to be difficult, if you want bragging rights, go play Ninja Gaiden. If you want to be like literally everybody else, go play Pokemon. I mean, honestly, they're both fantastic games. I, I, I should just shut up now. <sighs> Good, because you're out of time. All right, awesome. <laughs> I did that on porpoise. Definitely. All right, V, time for your rebuttal. All right. Whenever you're ready. Go ahead. I think you pretty much said what I was going to say. They're both phenomenal franchises. Ninja Gaiden is not only beautiful, but the whole 20 minutes of it I got into trying to beat the tutorial level was incredibly fun to play. I just never got past that. And probably a bunch of other scrubs didn't either. <laughs> Where, yeah, I just fell in love with Pokemon at a childhood age and it grew with me. And Ninja Gaiden kind of was always like that particularly beautiful upper class girl that you fell in love with madly and she never knew your name. At least to me. So yeah, that's why my heart will stay with Pokemon. Um, <clears throat> are you good? Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Okay. I, I, I would like to take this opportunity to concede that point. <laughs> oh just, yeah. Just on the basis of what you said about the upper class <laughs> girl. <laughs> Yeah, you uh, but... you won that one, buddy. I didn't realize you were going to go swinging for the fences. Oh, yeah. yeah I didn't too... know I was up against Pokemon. Oh, yeah. That's... Well played, sir. Okay. Yeah, that was a good one. Well so now played. it's, it's one-to-one. All right. Let's... Jesus, that was unfair. Yeah, let's see who's the first to three. Oh, wait, no. Who can get the last point before the <clears throat> bonus round? Was it you first on this one? Yeah, it's going to be yeah. me first. Okay. And, uh, well, uh, I forgot my last question. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this one's going to be a little bit more difficult because this isn't about existing games. B and Wolfe, I want you to pitch a new IP that is a light RPG. Now, just to clarify, it can be a shooter, it can be a Diablo clone-ish. It can't be actually Diablo. But it can be one of those, it can be a MMO light on top of it, whatever you feel. So but it has to be a light RPG. So light RPG, so I guess we can agree as far as RPG elements goes, like some kind of character leveling system or like a skill tree. Kind yeah, of system, yeah. Skill tree or so just system. so the basic RPG elements. You, you yeah. either finding gear to increase your level or leveling up your character or skill tree development. I guess is what we're baselining this. Yeah. Yes. I think that works. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, whenever you're ready, V, I'll give you a minute to collect your thoughts. I think I'm ready to go. Oh okay. shit. Well. Oh. All right. Here we go. Okay, a game recently that I played that I think would uh, inspire me on this one that was a dumpster fire of a mess of an idea was Fallout 76. And I say this because the Fallout series is basically an exploration light RPG, you know, good leveling mechanics, pick out your skills as you go, stuff like that, level up your skills. Basically, it was a D&D &D clone, you know, the first, ones few, first few were anyway. Mm -hmm. But what I would like to see is the level up system from Fallout 76, where you have like a card based skill system. So you basically, you level up a range of your character, like, you know, strength, that stuff like that as you go. And you equip or like swap skills on the fly to change your role and in the game if you, you know if your group needs a healer you can swap out to be a healer if your group needs a heavy gunner you can be a heavy gunner but i'd like to see this in a specifically in a um like high fantasy medieval style setting where you could go from being one role of a character to another role just on the fly 
but with enough limited range that it doesn't become broken. And I'd like this to be in a high fantasy world. Probably because of my love of D&D and other high fantasy games. But I like that idea of being able to swap out your skills on the fly, but still you decide on your range as you level up. I'll let you know. Again. Okay, that's about what I got, yeah. Yeah, all right. So, Wolfay, whenever you're ready. Why do you hate me? <laughs> Stop stalling. Okay, <clears throat> let's ramble on then. Starting. All right, so we're going to talk about, he wanted to pitch a light RPG. He wanted something new, like a new franchise, something new to the table. I'm not talking about something like what you're talking about, because what you want can be done with mods. Okay, we're talking about something completely new. So what I'm talking about is I'm going to go reach back into yesteryear for a little bit. <clears throat> it's no shame that we all love RPGs, all of us here. Um, two of the best RPGs I've ever played and two of my favorites are Legend of Dragoon and Final Fantasy VIII. So what I'd like to see is a maybe a Western-style RPG, maybe more action-based instead of turn-based. Um, I want to see the addition system used for combat like they use in Legend of Dragoon, and I want that paired with the junction system for equipping and raising your stats that came from Final Fantasy VIII. Because in my opinion, <clears throat> those are the two most perfect examples in their genre. The addition combat system was so intricate and so in-depth that you could learn how to use it very quickly, but it took a long time to master it. And the same thing with the junction system. Once you understood how the junction system worked in Final Fantasy VIII, you could not be stopped. All you had to do was draw magic from your enemies and you junctioned that magic to your stats and it would raise your stats. So you want more health, you junction 100 cures to your health, raise your health by a lot. Not everything works, so you need a little bit of mixing match. So maybe streamline that, make it easier to understand, but I want that ability to raise individual stats through training those individual stats would be really nice, along with that satisfying combat you get from the addition system that requires very few button presses, <clears throat> so you don't have to feel like a pro gamer, you know, dancing all over a keyboard or a controller to get stuff done. You can just focus on hitting a button a couple of times at the right time, teaching you that accuracy is much more important than speed. And that's what I'd like to see in a new light RPG. All right. So now we're going to come back to UV with that sweet rebuttal. Honestly, I think his game has, his idea has promise. <clears throat> I mean, I never learned how to use the junction system, and the addition system is fantastic. I like my idea better, though. I don't know why. I think it has more scope. Honestly, I don't know how to rebuttal that. That was a really good argument. <laughs> That's about the best I've got. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to give a short rebuttal, I'll give a short rebuttal as well. Okay. You done? Yeah. Okay. All right, then. Whenever you're ready, we'll finish. Short rebuttal. Um, his game idea sucks. I like mine better. <laughs> <laughs> great. I mean, no fair. <laughs> I mean, like I said. You had a great idea. <laughs> it could be done with mods. Truthfully, my idea could be done with mods as well. But at the same time, it is what it is. Yeah. I think mine sounds cooler than yours. And honestly, no more fucking Fallout 76 in any way, shape, or form. I just said take that one system from it. I didn't say take the game. <laughs> I called it a dumpster fire as far as it needs to go. Uh, after that initial five seconds, that was the end of my rebuttal. I was just talking shit to him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, well, first, before I give up a point, thanks for making it so easy for me. I mean, anyways. Yeah, um, that was an incredibly easy question, even yeah. with time to plan. I think, that, honestly, it just comes down to what you want more realistically. I was going to say, that's an extraordinarily that's individualistic very, question. That's a very personalized question. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Also, Todd Howard, I do not give you any rights to the ideas expressed here. Well, I'm going to go ahead and explain this one because this is really difficult to me. Um, based on the initial arguments... I was going to say, you know what? <clears throat> V's was just 
very well fleshed out. He actually said the world and everything else. Then V came with rebuttal and supported your argument. So I guess I'm going to have to give this to Wolf. <laughs> it was a good argument. I don't, I'm not good at debates. Yeah. I don't like to debate people. They had a good idea. <laughs> I'll admit they had yeah. a good idea. Honestly, so, I don't know enough about the level up system in 76 to really know what you were talking like about. Like I said, I never so, learned the junction system. I love the addition system, though. That was already a good point in your favor. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, it's 2-1 for Wolf. Eh? So we're going to go into the bonus round. V, this is your chance to uh to win it all and since you're in the lead wolf i'll get you to pick for the bonus round oh wow uh you can either go first or you can allow me to go first and i'll give you the question first <clears throat> the question is the best christmas theme in a video game so this could be like oh no i got this I'm a, going like, first. like a multiplayer game that had a christmas theme or it could just be a game that had a christmas theme in it are we doing this like uh like rapid fire or are we going to still have the same amount of time or are we going to do like one minute and 30 seconds for rebuttals or like, yeah, are we shortening these, the time or no they're going to be this <clears throat> so same, same format yeah okay. it's going to be the same format since it's just off the cuff for okay. you okay you need a minute I can only think of two, and I'm pretty sure you're going to pick one of those two, so go for it. Go I'm 90% sure that you are not going to pick what I'm picking. Okay, go nuts. <laughs> I don't have a lot for this, because when he first said it, I'm like, oh, shit, I got nothing. I was like, oh, wait, that's him. That's easy. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. <clears throat> Whenever you're ready, we'll Best play. Christmas theme in a video game. All right. I'm reaching back because we were talking about 80s video games today. I want to reach back to the Super Nintendo when I was a child, something that I really loved, and that was the Batman movies. I really loved them when I was a kid, even though I hate Batman as a character. Tim Burton's Batman. Do you remember Batman Returns? I do. Do you remember how the entire movie was based around Christmas and the very fierce few levels of the game have you going through Gotham City during Christmas fighting Christmas-themed enemies like snowmen and clowns and everything else? There's candy canes, there's mistletoe, and there's dead people. It's perfect. You really can't beat it. That game does not get enough attention. It does not get enough love. A lot of Batman games turned kind of crap until, what was it, Rockstar got a hold of it? I can't remember if it was Rockstar or Rocksteady. I think so. <clears throat> anyway, they got a hold of it and they made it big. Whatever. Not a Batman fan. But that game in particular was incredible. It was a side-scrolling beat-em-up with Batman, which was kind of hard to beat in the early 90s because we had Michael Keaton. I mean, come on. It was... The Christmas theme in itself <clears throat> didn't play out through the entire game. There were several sections as you go back and forth, but overall it was still kind of based around Christmas as a movie, so there was a lot of Christmas imagery. Like I said, a lot of candy canes, a lot of mistletoe, a lot of presents exploding and stuff like that. A lot of really fun enemies and a lot of really cool areas to discover. Yeah, Batman Returns on the Super Nintendo. That's I think that's the best re- video game representation of Christmas that I've seen. All right, you still got 30 seconds. Anything else? Um, whatever my opponent says next is wrong, so don't listen to him. Yeah. I don't know what he's picked yet, but it sucks, and you should listen to me instead. <laughs> and that's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever said about Tim Burton's Batman. <clears throat> All righty, then. Well, V, I'm going to give you a second to uh, gather yourself, and when you're ready. Ready to roll. All right, let's start. All right. I think the best Christmas representation in a video game, going back to Borderlands for this one, the Headhunter DLC pack for Borderlands 2, Mercenary Day Special. You got to go on a little adventure, go to a little town where one of the weapons dealers in the game, his name was Marcus. He's having a Mercenary Day Special and had a trainload of weapons coming into this town to sell to, well, all the good boys and girls and adults and everyone else for that matter. And his train got hijacked by an evil snowman that you had to defeat. It took about half an hour to beat. It was obnoxious, over the top, crammed full of every Christmas themed anything pop culture you could ever, God bless us, everyone. Tiny Tim even came out with like a shotgun as a crutch. It was great. And they just wanted their mercenary day back. And like I said, it was all dripping with Christmas, but for some reason it was delightful. Like, it was just long enough to be awesome, but not so long as to be obnoxious. 
and they hit It's a Wonderful Life. They hit every imaginable Christmas story you could think of. Even A Christmas Story was in there. Yeah. That was my favorite instance of Christmas in a video game. Mm. That one 30-minute to a couple-of-hour DLC, depending on how long you stretched it. All right, well, I mean, you still got about 30 seconds if you want to add anything. Oh, and the loot from that one freaking rocked. Like I said, it took about 30 minutes to dash through the whole thing if you wanted to, and then you had to open a big train full of loot at the end. And that is a damn Borderlands Christmas. Free loot. That's it. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, as soon as you're ready there, Wolfie, you get your one minute rebuttal. Okay, a train full of loot does sound badass. It's a train full of guns. It's really cool. The problem is, is it's Borderlands, okay? There's a very small section of people that like Borderlands. It's a very niche market. It is over the top. It's tongue-in-cheek. It's ridiculous. It's in your face. Myself is put off by that, and so are a lot of other people, okay? And like you said, it hit every trope, and that's all it is. It's full of tropes and nothing else. No substance. This was a movie-based video game that was excellent by every metric you had batmobile driving sections for the first time on super nintendo okay while you're still dodging exploding packages and jack-o-lanterns that are painted like christmas for some reason i don't know i didn't i'm not tim burton reasons okay that's why it happened there's so much christmas itself packed into that game that it rivals the amount of christmas imagery you see in the movie okay and let's not forget have your tropes have fun with it but we're talking about batman who is the unequivocally top tier most badass character and hero of the 90s that's hard to argue against on top of a game with really solid oh. i like the jingling sound i did you almost got points docked for going over i mean i like overall just like in my head i make up points to yeah. I don't know. Or Let's ask the dice. Yeah. We'll let the dice decide. Yeah. Yes. Like... Everything is arbitrary. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, V. This is your chance to get back at him. So, whenever you're ready. Ready. Go ahead. Is Batman wearing Santa suit? Were any of the health pickup items or anything like that based off of Christmas, or was it just the background? I've never played a video game tie-in or video game movie tie-in that was as good as an original IP. Yeah, I think that's all I gotta say. I mean, you still got 30 seconds, so whatever else you got. Yeah, I mean, I love Tim Burton's Batman, but outside of some decorations on the screen, unless I'm horrifically mistaken, I still just say I'd rather have that 30 minutes of in-your-face schlock. It's just exuberant. It's one of those exhilarating words. <laughs> I'm done. All right. Um, <clears throat> all right. While you're calculating points, we're going to settle this outside. Yep. Uh, yeah. 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 Hold on. We're about to finish everything. Um. Wow. That uh. That was a toughie because that was a good rebuttal. The man. Um. So our first ever winner of master video game debaters and we work on our graphics and just um <laughs> oh man you made some good points there wolfie but yeah i did because mine was thought out and not just explosions what's wrong with explosions yeah. Yeah, some people like substance yeah and you know hey, i do have to... substance to make an explosion yeah. i know I'm I'm say, I do. No. I I do have to base this off of the arguments themselves, not how I feel about each game personally. And like, a, a V came out a little on top in the first round there because of the passion he had and everything he went into was just like it was. I could feel it, you know, because I never played that DLC. I actually never played your game either, so it's kind of easy. Of course not. Yeah, so it actually comes down to what what sounded the best to me, and well, 
Yeah. Uh, congratulations. V, you are now... I was utterly confused. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you are the winner. I actually like that rebuttal. You got him pretty good with it. And I think, I think Wolfie could probably agree. You definitely have that second round, bro. I got that a hundred times out of a hundred. You're the winner. That's all that matters. Fair yeah, enough. yeah. So what was the first round? Second round, third round? <clears throat> yeah. So V wins uh, three to two. You got this one. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, well, with that being said, guys, please go ahead, leaving your comments. Maybe you have a few answers to the questions. Maybe you think I'm wrong, and you're gonna force me to change retroactively. We change for no one. Yeah, that's true. Not even but ourselves. It's, yeah. it's settled here and nowhere else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, go ahead and leave your comments. Who do you think, you know, who do you think gave a really good argument? Maybe you have a little something extra to add to those. Uh, you never know. Uh, feel free to leave us a review if you're listening to us in, uh, in the other podcast, not on YouTube. Um, also, feel free to leave us that voice message as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Anchor has uh, voice messaging options. Yeah, so uh, I really hope you enjoyed the new segment. We're going to try and work with it. And that was a lot of fun. I really yeah. enjoyed that. That was fun. Yeah, it was kind of fun. I mean, maybe I can uh, get myself in there at some point, let V sit here and be the... Uh, the. Uh, I would it? just like to point out how he immediately went to V for an impartial judge. You see, I can't be trusted. Oh, yeah. You see no, the way they treat me? Well, I don't have to take. One? I don't have to take this abuse. I've got thousands of people waiting to abuse me. Uh, yeah, but you have two in here. I don't say anyone who wears a wolf necklace. I mean, who's wearing a wolf necklace? I don't know. All right, that, that's weird. Yeah. So uh, until next week, guys. Remember, it trolls for thee. It trolls for thee. Oh, just as an aside, Ding. we didn't get a chance. Um, happy Thanksgiving to everybody in the U.S. Oh, yeah. And uh, happy holiday season, man. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. looking forward to it. So uh, oh, yeah. from our house to yours, happy holidays. Happy Indeed, holidays. very much right. so. Rock happy, on, everybody. Yeah. Happy stay trolling. safe. Stay warm. Yeah. Stay yeah. happy. I've yeah. been Wolfe. I've been V. And I've been Jolly. Happy Trolladays. Happy Trolladays. Yeah. Rock I like on. that. Yeah. Later, bitches.